This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you, as the parent, can follow their ride on a live tracking map. Yeah, when your teen requests a trip, they're matched with highly rated, experienced drivers and you receive real-time notifications. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today, they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. It makes them feel safe, and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. And today, you can get 40% off. That's up to $15 off three Uber teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So, what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device, subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's a day where we talk not turkey, but turtles. Uh, my name is Ben. There's this, this handsome guy uh, who does this show with me. His name is Noel Brown. And he was, uh, we were hanging out off air earlier, and he was a little bit... Uh, a little bit mad about his headphones today. I was a little bit miffed about my can situation. Yeah, that's what we call it in the biz. Yeah, cans. cans. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing, this is a word to the wise. Don't ever have children because they will take your stuff with impunity <laughs> and never return it. 
<laughs> I'm you no, look by good. the way. Hey, you well, thanks, good. man. The the look is its own story, but yeah, I'm, I'm basically wearing the type of like little crappy plastic headphones that would have come with like a Sony Discman, you know, in the, mm. the 90s. I feel mm-hmm. like I should be listening to like, you know, Throwing Copper by Live right now in my, in my ears. Um, but instead, we're talking about turtles, turtle power, soup. Power, turtle soup power. Remember the the uh, amazing uh, pizza ad campaign of the 1990s where, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were in a glam rock band and there was a whole soundtrack that they made with songs about pizza and being turtles? Am I the only one that remembers this? Is this like a, a Mandela effect situation? I actually don't remember this. That's our super producer, Casey Pegram. I just remember they had a song. It was like this anthemic song. It was like, we're the turtles. You can count on us. Oh, yeah, Teenage yeah, yeah, yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was sort of on the like cusp of the 80s and sure. like the rising tide of the 90s, but it still uh-huh. was very like hair metal. Uh, look it up. There must be videos around. Stuff. I would say it's on the cusp of K-pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it, good as point. far as good the point. zeitgeist, you know, the turtles could have been BTS. Uh, they're on the way. They were missing maybe three members. Uh, you're giving yourself a hard time, Noel. You're saying these are not your cans, but your mock cans. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they they technically are cans. They're just substandard. Uh, but I love the word mock. By the mm-hmm. way, I think it's it's got a nice ring to it, and of course, it means false, counterfeit, some sort of stand-in. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily imply poor quality. Wonderful point. Yeah, today's episode is about a thing that may be weird. To a lot of people here, we were talking about it off air before we started rolling today. It's about turtle soup and mock turtle soup. Uh, we've talked in the past about the wildest things we have eaten, by which I mean the most scrumptious things in violation of the soft cultural taboos in the West. You know, you can eat a pig. You cannot eat a cat, right? You can eat a cow. You cannot eat a dog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Turtles are different, right? For a long, long time, people ate a lot of turtles. If you go back through the menus of yesteryear in the United States, you will see turtle soup offered as sort of a flex. You know, it's like now we're in a fancy place. If we see turtle, soup on the menu specifically soup it's strange isn't it that it no longer uh exists today like like if you go to the fanciest restaurant in atlanta which is universally acknowledged check me on this guys as a restaurant named bacchanalia if you guys Mm -hmm. are familiar heard good things never never had the had the pleasure it's uh it's a nice place it's a hefty place for your wallet but if you go even there you will not see turtle soup on the menu so what happened how did this like how did this become a phenomenon in the world of cuisine how did it become so popular and then why is it not as popular now yeah, I actually just did a quick uh, quick Google. Why is turtle soup not eaten anymore? And, you know, the number one reason is uh, 
probably the obvious one, many species of turtles are endangered. Um, mm -hmm. And it turns out that the species of turtles that were most popular were ones that today would be considered uh on the endangered list, like the Chelonia Midas or the green sea turtle uh, of the Caribbean, which could weigh up to 100 pounds. In England in particular, in the mid-1700s, you would see this dish on uh, tavern menus, but it would have been, like you said, Ben, a bit of a flex. It would have been up there with some of the most expensive and kind of rarefied items, even at you know a, a local tavern or a pub. Um, because they had to be freshly caught, right? There was no shipping frozen turtles all the way from the Caribbean to London. Because at the time, of course, refrigeration was not a thing, at least to the degree that it is now. Certainly they could keep things on ice. Uh, but these turtles had to be shipped alive and be, and kept in these special tanks, uh, kind of like lobsters at the grocery store, only right. much larger, because again, these were 100-pound creatures. Um, and the soup itself was also made with some pretty fancy ingredients like Madeira wine. It was kind of a simmered broth where that was the base, and then it was seasoned with cayenne peppers and anchovies. So the whole thing could often take like half a day to make, almost like the way uh, really fine ramen broth takes a really long time to make that like bone uh, broth. You know, or you, you see the yeah. the experts or for pho, it really does take a lot to make that broth. Um, thankfully, pho and ramen are, are still relatively affordable. Oh, yes, yes. You make an excellent point here, Noel. Uh, there was no refrigeration. This was like ordering crab legs at a restaurant in terms of, dollar value right this is the most expensive thing on the menu you take out your date you want to impress them you say order whatever you want and then your date looks askance and you say yes even the turtle soup for you my darling anything oh you really love me you really <laughs> love me yeah, enough to let me uh, eat this weird scaly broth based dish <laughs> right, right. That's that's one of the questions we'll explore. Why soup? Why why is it soup rather than uh, turtle fricassee? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Filet turtle, right? There we go. Yes. So we have to wonder how did these turtles come to be shipped to England in the first place? As written in culinary lore, one of the explanations is that turtles provided protein during sea voyages, right? It's it's very easy to find, or it was back in the day, very easy to find, catch, and eat them. And as any kid who has ever had a box turtle as a pet knows, turtles are very easy to capture and keep alive. So they're not like fish. Uh, you don't have to have an aquarium. Just have a little standing water and your turtle friend can splash around and live their turtle life around the sailors who will later consume it. So they carried it all the way back to Europe, and then people were like royalty, aristocrats, and so on, said, what's the most impressive thing you found in your travels, in your adventures to the West? And they would say, well, we found this weird thing. It's like a snake but it's got a it's got the shell uh here you go and they said what do you do with them and they said we eat them yeah 
crack them open and 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 eat them up because again remember these are very large uh, and obviously you know sea voyages were very long and arduous and um was hard to keep fresh meat and fresh supplies on the ship typically it was like salted meats or dried you know fruits and things like that that could be preserved and you know uh, not spoiled during the long uh, trips to sea, but they could kind of keep this as fresh meat on hand, um, and it was probably one of the tastier options. You hear stories of like uh, seafaring folk, uh, you know, sailors and whatnot, like catching like albatrosses and seabirds and things like that, and they're apparently just really gamey and disgusting and not pleasant at all. And Ooh. you know, I have not had turtle soup personally but for some reason i'm picturing it maybe tasting a little bit like alligator meat only because of the consistency of their scales and their skin and whatnot um so i would uh, argue that the turtle was the original chicken of the sea (laughs) there we go i think i think you earned that one this episode of ridiculous history is brought to you by uber teen Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. This is important stuff. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you can follow their entire ride on that live tracking map. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. I watch every step of the way uh, from the moment the car is called to when they get in and then I can track their progress to and from their destination. It makes them feel safe and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And here's how it works. When your team requests a trip, they are matched with highly rated experienced drivers and you receive those real-time notifications as well as enhanced safety features. That's right. Pin verification, in fact, to ensure that your team enters the right vehicle. Live trip tracking for parents. Plus, you, the parent, can contact the driver directly from the app. And don't delay. Today, you can get 40% off the that's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. Sometimes to get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. We're nothing if not trailblazers here at Ridiculous History. And you know who also is a huge uh, iconoclastic challenger of the status quo, Ben? Who is that, Noel? Well, I think you know. It's Harry's. Yes, it's Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by all kinds of like slipshod, questionable products in the shaving industry. And they said, hey, you got to be the change. I was excited to try out the Winston set. It's an all-in-one package. You get some shaving cream. You get that great razor we're talking about. They also have deodorant. Yeah, I was about to say. Very helpful. I do really enjoy uh, their line of self-care products. Um, Richly lathering, skin-softening body washes and scents like redwood, wild lens, and stone. You want to know what a stone smells like? I've often wondered. Well, you know, you can. <laughs> so don't settle for the status quo, folks. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash history. Once again, that's harrys.com slash history for a $3 trial set. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's this. There's always a catch. 
So when we heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, what's the catch? So we dug in, and after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Can you believe that? Mint Mobile's got a secret sauce, babies, and it is that they sell wireless service online, and by doing so, cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet, delicious savings directly onto you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The thing is, no. The albatross is a terrible bird to kill in the world of sailor and maritime uh, superstitions. We should absolutely do an episode on maritime superstitions. Be great. It's good. It's going to be a two-parter. It has to be. Uh, turtles can be kept alive. They don't really have the means to wander off once you get them on the ship, right? You may wonder, folks, how turtles became uh, so so very popular. As we said, it's because they were specifically Chelonia midas, green sea turtles. They can weigh up to 100 pounds, right? The size of a dog. And the size of a large dog, I guess I should say. Casey, what's the average size of a dog, in your opinion? Oh, geez, the average size of a dog. Don't Google it. Is 100 pounds a big dog? That's a big dog. That's a big dog. Okay. Yeah. Casey on the case. These turtles are the size of a Casey verified large dog. And at their peak, as far as uh, their soup career, these turtles, these specific green sea turtles, were being shipped live from the West Indies at a rate of 15,000 per year. Shipped live. So at some point, there was a ship that just went from England to the Indies to get turtles? No way, right? No way. They were doing other stuff, surely. There wasn't just a turtle trade, was there? Average size, by the way, is 55 pounds. So 100 is a big-ass dog. (laughs) Oh, always coming through. KZ on the case a second time. Turtle trade. I mean, yeah, I, I would say 15,000 live turtles uh, being shipped from the West Indies a year would constitute its own trade. That's a lot of live turtles. But, you know, a lot of things were being uh, shipped back and forth on those routes. So uh, it was just kind of part of the party, I think. Um, but it's because the stuff really, really was catching on because you know, when the sailors brought the the, the the turtles back and the royals started, they started getting a taste for it. They started getting a taste uh, and they uh, actually felt, or culinarily speaking, um, this answers my question, uh, they believed that turtles contained seven distinct different types of meat, all in one package, um, each uh, have, having their own unique uh, yet also, um, you know, uh, analogous flavor, uh, something akin to pork and chicken and beef and shrimp and veal and fish and goat. 
um, depending on the type of turtle or the part of the turtle. I, I'm not 100% sure. This is blowing my mind. Um, and then th that's coming from people who were really into the stuff, who got that taste I was talking about. Then there are some folks who did not buy in. They described the flavor as being dirty, mushy, chewy. To be fair, these are more textures than flavors. Uh, and muddy. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you hear this sometimes with people uh, who eat shark or eat uh, catfish, right? They'll say, oh, uh, this taste of the things this has eaten. One note here, there are a lot of people who will tell you not to eat a large catfish. The reasoning being that one can only eat so much garbage before one becomes a thing that tastes of garbage. Oh, yeah. And let's all be real. I mean, if we've ever seen turtles in the wild, chances are they're nibbling on something slimy and gross. I had two pet turtles. They were wonderful. I let both of them go free in a Harry and the Hendersons moment. Uh, I also want to point out that while the turtle trade was at its height, at its peak, uh, the Atlantic slave trade was occurring. So this, this happens within that context, right? Uh, and the colonies, as they were called at the time, what would become the United States, of course, they looked over and they said, look at this, just down the maritime street from us, the king and all the king's men are taking these amazing turtles. They taste of uh, seven different distinct types <laughs> of meat, and we're not allowed to have those. That's too fancy for us, apparently. And they also got into it, the, the American colonists of the time. We should also mention, of course, this was not a new thing to the people who actually lived in the places that would become called the Caribbean and the United States. People totally ate turtles. They didn't think it was a, a necessarily super fancy thing. You know, uh, they didn't idealize or fetishize it the same way that perhaps the Europeans did. Uh, if Casey, Noel, you, and I went to the early U.S. colonies, we would be eating turtles. We would not be eating the big fancy Caribbean turtles, probably. We would be eating snapping turtles, which are super gross-looking creatures. I don't know if, if... Have you guys seen one of these in person? Yeah, back to the Ninja Turtles movie, uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. You Ooh. may recall the uh, the large mutated snapping turtle that was, uh, I think, paired with some sort of werewolf-esque creature that was, uh, the they were the baddies in that movie. You're talking about Bebop and Rocksteady, maybe? No, no, no. no, these no were like, I don't know if they had names. Yeah. yeah, but there was a snapping turtle and then like a wolf kind of creature, and they, they were they were Shredder's minions and, and, and uh, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, but yeah, that started off as a little baby snapping turtle because they have sort of more of a triangular pointy beak situation and they really will 
take off a finger if you're not careful. But uh, that didn't stop intrepid early American settlers in Plymouth Colony. Uh, you would even see them eating the turtle's eggs. And nothing pisses off a mama snapping turtle more than you trying to steal her eggs. In fact, there's conjecture that turtle soup of some kind might have or would likely have been on the menu at the very first Thanksgiving. Um, but they, you know, wouldn't have been as fancy as as the uh, the versions mm. that we were talking about from England. It would have been a more simplified kind of version because of what they had at their disposal. Uh, by the Revolutionary War times, turtle soup was a staple, an absolute favorite. Uh, you'd see it in cookbooks across the country, and that's how you know something's really broken through is when you start seeing uh, recipes for it in, like, you know, the Heinz family cookbook or whatever. Toka and Razor. That's it. That's it. Toko was the wolf guy. Razoator was the was the snapper. Alligator snapping turtle. Oh, it's crazy. I am a bit sad, admittedly. Alligator snapping turtles are a vulnerable species. You're absolutely right. They may have been eating turtle soup in some form at Thanksgiving. It did not have tomatoes. It did not have sherry. It was not fancy. All the early colonists agreed that the flavor, however, was scrump diddly umptious. There's mm-hmm. nothing like a good turtle soup. And the colonists began to identify this with the concept of democracy. How weird is that? Very. You know, it's <laughs> right. It's not, it's not difficult to hunt a turtle, unfortunately. Uh, apologies to any turtles in the audience. Your evasion skills are your dump stat. Uh, you can find turtles hanging out in your neck of the woods, whether you were wealthy or whether you were poor. And you will find in the historical record many, many famous, like influential early US figures who were super into turtle soup. They loved it. I need to backtrack ever so slightly, Ben. I love this idea of the catching a turtle representing democracy and i see why now because it's the great equalizer you know to catch a fox you got to have fancy hounds you know to do a rabbit hunt or something you have to have like specialty gear and like a whole crew and all of that and horses and all that whatever that stuff a turtle you can just catch one in your backyard little kids can catch turtles i have yeah they're for everybody including john adams who uh, upon Uh, voting for independence in Philadelphia on July 4th of 1776, celebrated with a steaming, piping hot bowl of turtle soup. And George Washington, when the war, the Revolutionary War was over, he met with his officers at France's Tavern in Manhattan, uh, which was famously uh, personified with a freestyle rap battle in the musical Hamilton uh, for a, you know, this little soiree, uh, presumably with some with some turtle soup. Uh, and also before Aaron Burr, also featured in Hamilton, uh, murdered the titular Hamilton, uh, both were members of something called the Hoboken Turtle Club, oh, where man. members would kick it and eat turtle soup with boiled eggs and brandy. Okay, I can't go with them all the way. I'm not anti-boiled egg. I'm skeptical of... Uh, the contribution a boiled egg can make to a good bowl of turtle soup. It is a real thing. The Hoboken Turtle Club is the brainchild 
of a former captain serving under George Washington, a guy named John Stevens. He got super rich through real estate and uh, various inventions, most notably a screw-driven steamboat. Uh, he was super into turtles because he wanted to eliminate their population. I also love the idea, like, that's the thing. People have these weirdly specific clubs and extracurricular activities. Like, if you guys started a, a, a weirdly specific club about food, Noel, would you have one immediately? Do you have one that you can think of immediately? Like, this is Noel Brown's weirdly specific food club. Uh, you know, um, uh, when I was a kid, when I was once a young German boy uh, growing up in uh, in Germany, um, I was a huge fan of escargot, which mm. is kind of a weird one for a little kid. But, you know, my parents were into it. Uh, I liked it. My mom always, you know, never lets the facts stand in the way of a good story and says, mm -hmm. no, you and you were a small German boy. You ate your weight in escargot up and down the German countryside. Because that's how she talks, because she's an heiress. Uh, of sorts, but maybe I would have an, an, an the Noel Brown Escargot Society because it's not something people talk about much anymore, and uh, I think it gets a bad rap. I like the texture; uh, it's chewy, it's got mm. a nice umami to it, and it's just a great vehicle for garlic and garlic butter. It's unctuous. What about you, Casey? Uh, okay, one one real life eccentricity of mine is that when I was a kid, I enjoyed a delicacy known as a mustard sandwich, which uh, was a sandwich with mustard. And nothing else. Okay. And Whoa. this was met with a great deal of consternation uh, by a kindergarten teacher of mine. Casey's Mustard Sandwich Club. I'm, I don't know if I, I'll just kind of lurk. I don't know if I want to be uh, inducted, <laughs> but I'm interested to see what goes on in, in, behind those closed doors. I, I have to, I have to fess up. Like I have not myself been a member in a number of years. So um, no hard feelings if you're, if you're not looking to join, Noel. Well, taste evolve. Over time, you know, you may have been ahead of the curve because I, I've read several studies showing that people in younger years prefer ketchup and as they age into adulthood, prefer mustard uh, if they had to choose. Uh, nothing like this is happening with turtles. People are all on board in the U.S. They're like, man, you know what's awesome? Turtle soup. Uh, William Howard Taft is like he's asked about what his favorite meal is and he says turtle soup is one of his top tens and he also says he chose the chef of the white house based primarily on the guy's ability to cook turtle in any form and we have to mention again remember i i i said that this was occurring during the slave trade right, during the Middle Passage, when there were vast, systemic, unforgivable atrocities against human beings, right, you may not be surprised to find, fellow ridiculous historians, that wealthy Southerners loved turtle soup. Uh, of course, turtles were, were and hopefully will still be abundant in the South, the plantation-owning class, picture the uh, mint julep and the seersucker suit. Every so often they said, Ma, this perishing heat, we should throw a turtle frolic. That's what they called them. They had these parties. They called them turtle frolics. That sounds fun. It does. 
if you're not there at the time, because again, this is this is terrible, terrible uh, stuff. This man's inhumanity to man, but the turtle frolic itself is wild. They would have these turtle shells. These were the Caribbean turtles, by the way, the ones that are over a hundred pounds. Uh, sure. They would have these three feet long shells that were turned upside down as bowls for the turtle soup. Ooh. Yeah, have you ever seen the inside of a turtle shell? It's, it's got it's yeah. kind of like where the spine is fused to the shell, and there's it's it's a little macabre if you think about it. Not, I mean, I guess you know eating an animal directly out of its shell is always going to be a little on the grisly side if you think about it enough. But yeah, a little grim. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Uber Teen. Introducing Uber Teen Accounts, an Uber account for your teen with trackable trips and highly rated drivers. This is important stuff. Your teen can feel a sense of independence and you can follow their entire ride on that live tracking map. And, you know, I've actually been using Uber Teen lately to help my teen uh, get to and from various events. The other week, I used it to get them and their friend uh, to and from a concert in Atlanta. And today they're actually going to use it to get home from a football game. I watch every step of the way uh, from the moment the car's called to when they get in and then I can track their progress to and from their destination. It makes them feel safe and it lets me know that they're safe. I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And here's how it works. When your team requests a trip, they are matched with highly rated experienced drivers and you receive those real-time notifications as well as enhanced safety features. That's right. Pin verification, in fact, to ensure that your team enters the right vehicle. Live trip tracking for parents. Plus, you, the parent, can contact the driver directly from the app. And don't delay. Today, you can get 40% off the that's up to $15 off three Uber Teen rides. Valid for the first 30 days for new users in select markets. See app for details. Add your teen to your account today. Available in select locations. See app for details. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. <laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Uh, but moving on from the turtle frolic in America in the 1860s, turtle soup or turtle meat was considered like a, a very uh, special occasion related delicacy. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, um, at least, was personally responsible for pushing for this narrative. Uh, after his second inauguration in 1865, the inaugural meal began with a course of turtle. Uh, likely boiled in a stew with cream and butter and eggs. So more like a, uh, like if you've ever had oyster stew, uh, which I, I quite like. My mom makes it for Christmas every year. It's sort of a tradition, but it is sort of a creamy, buttery. Uh, you could put a little sherry in there or like maybe she crab soup. That's kind of what this reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I could go for that. And I'm imagining the turtle meat would be minced. So you wouldn't be getting like big old weird recognizable chunks of turtle one would hope i'm intrigued uh i you know aside from the endangered element of this i would certainly be game to give this type of uh, version of this dish a taste but only folks like you know uh, the president abraham could, uh, lincoln yeah could could afford this uh as a special occasion for their inaugural and that's because they were becoming much more rare and i'm wondering if it was because there was just a run on these turtles you know, and also remember, I just want to point out too. Remember how we talked about how Charles Darwin supposedly ate every animal that he studied? Yes, Jack O'Brien from Daily Zeitgeist introduced us to that troubling and corroborated fact. I looked into it. Uh, Jack was right because he was a part of a society too that just like ate weird animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it's called the uh, Bolin Society. That's the one. But here's the thing. Uh, despite the scarcity of of these uh, succulent reptiles, folks still wanted their turtle soup or at very least something resembling it. Uh, so that's when, uh, I don't know who figured it out, who coined this, but that's when uh, something called mock turtle soup started to come into fashion as an alternative. Yes, yes. Versimilitude, the appearance of being true or real. Um Before we get into this, I want everyone listening today to think a little bit about stuff like Crab Rangoon. How much crab do you think is in that, fans of American Chinese food? Negligible amount. I mean, God, it's like zero. A fleck, you know? (laughs) No, it's zero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The thing is, like, we have imitation crab. we uh, We have a lot of things that... I would say, are aspirational in terms of flavor. You're totally right, Ben. And yet, people like some of them for their own reasons. Like, imitation exactly. crab has a, has a thing about it. Like, you can't really get it anywhere else. doesn't really taste like crab. Uh, it kind of looks like crab. It's just, I don't even know. what We've, we've talked about it. I think it, it contains other fish, like halibut, that's, like, pressed and has food coloring to give it the appearance of the little red parts of the crab. Ooh. But it's also very low-calorie, uh, and so a lot of people like eating it like in a diet situation. And it's also what you always get on the inside of like a cheap kind of California roll. 
Right, right. There, and, and for example, there are some times I prefer to cook with imitation crab, depending on the snack I'm making. If anything, the name imitation crab is bad marketing. They just should have sold it as its own thing. Yeah, what do you call it, though, Ben? Let's have a quick uh, brainstorm sesh. What would be a good alternative name <laughs> for imitation crab? Uh, fish press. Pressed fish. Fish butter. Fish butter. I'm into that. Okay. Fish butter is weird. It's not quite there. It's a little weird. But but let's get there. I think we're nailing that umami. Well, they know? also call it crab stick sometimes. Crab stick, yeah, but it's imitation crab stick. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, turtles, right? Uh, so not everybody is the president in the United States. A uh, problem that continues to the modern day. There are more than 320 million people in the U.S. who are not currently the president. <laughs> we, had a, we had a recent new addition to our ranks. Uh, so if you are like most people, not the president of the United States, you cannot afford to eat turtle. It's expensive because in some parts of the country, again, to our earlier point, there is no refrigeration. In some parts of the country, you can't get turtles. So you might eat the next best thing, mock turtle soup. And, and let, uh, let's make sure everybody feels their self-worth, their value. Don't think these other people are fancier than you are. At Abraham Lincoln's first inauguration, they did not serve turtle soup. They served mock turtle soup because they couldn't get those turtles from the Caribbean that were considered, you know, the de facto ingredient for turtle soup. But everybody at the inauguration, they're still super happy. They thought mock turtle soup was not a joke, but kind of a comparable delicacy right? It's, it's like the Ikea furniture of turtle soup. Okay. So what is it? <laughs> uh, this is a rhetorical question. We pretty much know what it is. Uh, and it's pretty gross, isn't it? It's not, uh, it's not like super wholesome, but it is, it's definitely a thing. Why don't you kick it for us? It's just like where you put all your leftover meat parts. Sure. Um, but it also contains other bits to give it like a little more flavor. It's really kind of all over the place. Uh, the the real gross one, uh, the common ingredient or like the secret ingredient is a calf's head. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming just boiled in there, like so the skin kind of sloughs off and, uh, and then they take the skull out. I wouldn't imagine you'd get your mock turtle soup with a fully formed cow calf skull <laughs> in there what a huge turtle mm -hmm. is this like king cake exactly <laughs> i got the baby <laughs> oh yeah but they would add things like beef ham uh, veggies oysters uh skin tongue brain uh mm. and 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 because they were trying to mimic we haven't really uh fully explain this but texture uh is, is was a really important part of the mock turtle experience because turtle meat as it turns out is quite gelatinous mm -hmm. um and in order to achieve that you, you, you'd have boiled various boiled meats and again i can imagine that all of the collagen and things that would be that would, would come off when you boil the calf's head would make for quite 
a gelatinous uh, texture indeed. Yeah, and part of the creation of mock turtle soup depends on the rendering of this fat, right, in in the calf's head. Uh, Look, other people are making their own turtle soup at home or mock turtle soup, and you can see recipes about this uh, anywhere from 1902 on, maybe a little bit earlier. Current companies in the modern day here in 2021 also had canned turtle soup once upon a time. Heinz had turtle soup. Campbell's had turtle soup and mock turtle soup made of that calf's head. Uh, And they were advertising this toward a demographic that could not afford that beautiful, unctuous, weird flex turtle soup. Here's why they were doing this. Most people couldn't deal with the processing of the turtle that would be made for proper turtle soup. They would get a turtle that was 50, 60 pounds, maybe more. They had to kill it. They had to cut off the head. They had to hang it by its hind legs, its hind fins, excuse me, overnight to drain. They had to cut the fins off. They had to separate the upper and lower shell from the flesh. It was, it was involved. Then they had to clean it. They had to get rid of the innards. They had to preserve what they called the green fat. And this is what renders when you're cooking. This is what gives it that unctuous flavor. This is why it's the calf's whole head. Uh, and then after, after you prepared this, the soup, depending on the recipe you take, is super complicated. <laughs> super complicated it takes hours and hours and hours i'm not walking away from that pun super is appropriate here and it's hilarious these turtles themselves are very expensive and they become more and more expensive because just like the fur trade around this time it's not sustainable they're taking too much from the land and green turtles as a result are almost hunted to extinction which makes the price higher and higher and higher. We got a feedback loop at this point. Okay, okay. There's so much more uh, turtle discussions to be had, but I think we're going to put a pin in this one until next time. Um, Thank you so much, Ben, for all of the amazing turtle talk. There's going to be more to come. Noel, thank you. And thanks to super producer Casey Pegram. Thanks to our uh, research associate, our number one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, Gabe. Uh, hey, Noel, what uh, what Ninja Turtle do you think Gabe would be, if we had to guess? Oh, he's the smart one. Was that Leonardo? Donatello. Leonardo. No, Donatello. Oh, yeah. I always, Leonardo was the, the, the leader, I guess. Donatello was the, the science-y one, right? He had the lab. I think Gabe would be that one. Gabe, you know what? Gabe's like a Voltron-esque kind of figure. He's like all of the Ninja Turtles rolled into the one. He's the wit of Michelangelo, the, the brawn and brave of, uh, of, of Raphael, you know, the leadership qualities of Leonardo and the uh, intellect of Donatello all rolled up into one admittedly non-turtle creature. And thanks as always to our own, uh, I don't know whether he's a Taka or a Razor, but Jonathan Strickland, a.k.a. the Quizzer. He's more of a super shredder kind of figure there it is the secret of the ooze uh thanks as well to christopher hasiotis uh eves jeffco and uh noel 
thank you to you, man. This has been a crazy ride. We ended up with another two-parter. Um, we did indeed. And if you want to tell us how you feel about this, uh, why not drop us a note on social media? You can find us on Facebook where we have a group called The Ridiculous Historians. Uh, great conversations and means sharing and all the good stuff there to be had at your fingertips. You can also find us as a show or as individuals on social medias as well. I am on Instagram uh, pretty much exclusively where I am at How Now Noel Brown. How about you, man? You can send me turtle recipes directly at Ben Bullen HSW on Twitter or at Ben Bullen on Instagram. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. True story. The intimate ships of Avalon Waterways can go where the big ships can only dream through winding passageways, rolling vineyards, and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time. Special offers await at avalonwaterways.com.